0: Hey everybody. Today we have a bit of a weird episode because I'm actually the guest on today's podcast. I sit down with Dr. Gill to talk about my experience in lifting weights for the past six months. Just last November, six months ago, I couldn't even get myself to visit a gym. Nowadays, to be totally honest, I have trouble staying away from the gym. I get really upset if something comes up and prevents me from strength training. In this episode, Dr. Gild and I discuss what we've learned about how we can motivate ourselves to work out, the benefits we can enjoy as a result, and so much more. I hope you enjoy this conversation as much as we did.
1: All right, so today we're here with our uh, producer, Anmar, and uh, he's... um Recently started strength training uh, on a regular basis in his life, and it's been fun to see the results, and he's, uh, I think, felt the results as well. Uh, So, today, we're going to have a little fun and uh, have a conversation with our producer, Anmar, and talk about the importance of uh, strength training, um, and then tie it back uh, with uh, what a lot of our clients' experience um, and uh, how they can... Incorporate strength training into their exercise uh, routine to help uh, improve their life and uh, improve their independence. But r- right now, we'll start with with uh, a younger person, our producer Anmar. So, uh, w- welcome.
0: I'm very excited to be here. Thank you for the invitation.
1: So, what got you uh, strength training um, at the beginning, and how did you get started? Well, the truth is, um, I wish I could
0: tell you something about the fact that maybe I cared for the health of it or something like that, but really it was aesthetics. I of wanted course. to look better. Yeah. Um, but I almost got tricked into feeling better and then that's what kept me going. Yeah. So, um, for the most part, I just want to, to look better in the beginning. But then when you start feeling the positive effects of having, Um, Just like a higher quality content of your body, you're, you're made of the, the kind of, um, you're made of the building blocks that you're supposed to be made of. You're not, it's, you know, it's less and less like you're carrying around a backpack, a backpack of like useless fat on you and more so that you're, um, more of your weight is useful. And Mm -hmm. I noticed the effects of that in daily life, you know, it makes it easier to move around It makes it easier to, um, do everything I was already doing before, but just better.
1: Yeah. And actually there's a whole formula for that, uh, in the strength conditioning world. So, uh, f- for those of you who like to geek out on that a little bit, so we'd call that functional mass versus non-functional mass. And right. we even have formulas for that and all this stuff. So yeah, it's, and then you, so you, intuitively it, it makes sense and you can feel it. Yeah. Um, and it's a great point. Like people overall are not motivated enough by just their health over the long term. Mm especially when it gets hard, it gets grinding, that they can do things for a time for their health. But oftentimes things such as aesthetics, feeling better, looking better, those sorts of things give us more motivation than just, I want this for my health. Especially the younger we are and the more invincible we feel, I still feel invincible at this point we still need the other things, the external things to drive us to do things that we may not want to do that are, you know, maybe might be hard to do.
0: Yeah, I absolutely agree. And and the only problem I'd say with, um, kind of using health as a driver is that it doesn't really start to show up until later. Yeah. Um, if every single time I went for a week without lifting any weights or doing any functional strength training, I felt bad. I would be in the gym all the time. Mm -hmm. Um, but the problem is it takes a long time to show up. And then when it does, it's often, you know, it's a little bit harder to fix than if you'd been going through, through and doing, doing your correct, uh, your, your exercises all along. And so I think it's just one of those things where it's like, you have to, um, it's hard to motivate someone with the health angle just because, um, it takes so long to show up and they don't really believe you. And if they do, they don't believe you enough to motivate them to make such a drastic change in their
1: day-to-day life. I think is the real issue. Right. Yeah. And if it takes a long time to show up for you, it takes even longer for the general public, uh females and people who are older right the reason for that is young males respond the quickest to strength training as far as the outside appearance right uh, they get bulky very fast they, Um, they can lift weights and all of a sudden they visually look a lot bigger. That's why, you know, you will see guys stand in a mirror looking at themselves while they're strength training. (laughs) And part of that is the motivation and it's, they need that external feedback to give them drive to keep going. Actually, I don't look at that behavior as, um, in a negative way. It's, it's what we do to help, um, stimulate that drive. And in a young male, their testosterone spikes uh, immediately with uh, strength training, especially for large movements such as squats and deadlifts and things like that. Uh, Growth hormone dramatically increases. And so they'll feel this rush that a lot of the general public will not feel. So it's something very specific to to younger males and their size will increase dramatically. And And I imagine that's the case with you. And yet, even for you, it's a long-term effect. So yeah. if that's long-term for you, then for the general public, it's even more grueling. It's more grinding. Yeah. It's it's harder to do strength training uh, for our older uh, population. You know, they're very unlikely to see that type of um, you know that bulk or physical appearance. The improvement, the feel that their body is looks sculpted, right? Mm-hmm. That, that can't be the motivator because it's going to take a lot more work, a lot more effort for uh, people who are middle-aged and older to get that type of response. It can mm-hmm. happen. Mm-hmm. just take, It's going to take a lot longer and a lot more work. Yeah. Um, so then the focus becomes how do we motivate people to um, to begin to do strength training. So um, the so I think it's important to touch on the importance of strength training, You know, no matter who we are. Um, I think one thing to touch on is... We see all the time when people pursue strength training on a regular basis, they can get results that they would not expect otherwise. And the key is the consistency. They keep after over the long term, uh, no matter who you are, um, no matter your age, no matter, uh, no matter your gender, it the effect is fantastic over time and it makes a dramatic difference in in our lives that functional mass that or that useful mass as as we called it right the how much of our body can be used for something useful as opposed to being um that weighs us down. Right.
0: That's quite right. I'll, I'll never forget one time I, I was um, trying to do a push up and my cousin had, I was um, overweight at the time and didn't have a whole lot of muscle mass. And so um, I was really struggling just to get a basic, basic up in. And then my cousin had come in and just put his hand under my stomach and helped me a little bit. Mm-hmm. And then it became so easy. I was like, what's going on? He was like, well, it's just, you need help carrying. You don't have enough muscle to carry all of this weight. And uh, it's just this kind of like extra weight on you. And then all of a sudden, if you imagine, kind of like you're, you're trying to do a push-up with a backpack on and it's really hard. And then all of a sudden you remove the backpack and put it aside. But not only that, the backpack actually starts to turn into like fuel. You add it back on, but in a way that helps you as opposed to weigh you down, weighs you down. So um, it makes a lot of sense. I will say one thing on the motivation aspect. Um, I think So I've been trying to, I've wanted to to go to the gym for a long time, Um, but more importantly, I've wanted to want to go to the gym for a long time, if that makes sense. Um, (laughs) It's it's hard to do if you have to push yourself and motivate yourself every single day. It's going to be really hard to do. So I think the trick might be then... Um, how do we make the act of going to the gym consistently easy? And um, I actually wrote down on kind of like a, like a diary every single day, what I was doing and how I felt about it. And so reading back on that, like reflecting on that, um, uh, there were some interesting insights there. So I'll say, for example, um, the first thing I did, everyone was uh, like th- uh, there were strength and professional uh, strength and training professionals writing me incredibly detailed plans of everything. And it was just, it was too overwhelming at the start. Mm-hmm. So I decided I'm going to pick one exercise And I'm just going to go in to the gym, do it and come back. And no matter, no matter how it looks to other people, they're in there getting a two hour workout in, they're in there pushing themselves to the max and they're just completely all muscular and, you know, but that's, that's okay. They're, they're at that stage. I'm not there yet. Uh, I'm just going to go in no matter how silly it looks to the outside, just do one exercise and come back. Mm -hmm. And I found myself not wanting to leave. And I did. I left it in the first couple of days, but I find I found myself just really eager to get back the next day. And you know, it's not like you'll do a bicep curl and then increase the size of your bicep by hundred percent and double it the next day. But it's the little things, like all of a sudden your forearm doesn't feel so soft; it has a little bit of of, of like strength to it, and uh, you notice a vein here and there or something like that. And it's just these little changes. But then all of a sudden. You've you've got yourself in the habit and you've almost like you can't imagine your life without this thing, without Mm -hmm. this without this kind of big part of it. And so um, I would say really it's a it's a cycle. It's a psychology. Um, It's a problem with psychology more more so than Mm -hmm. it's a problem with um, the knowledge, because I think for the most part, there are details and tactics here and there that can that can help you with that extra couple of percent. But I really think for the most part, people know what to do. Um, for the most part, if you don't know what to do, you can find it online pretty easily. You can um, talk to experts pretty easily. That's not the issue. It's more the psychology and the motivation of how do you get yourself to go and how do you get yourself to be eager to go? Um, so I noticed just taking it one exercise at a time and then increasing that slightly and increasing that slightly. And all of a sudden your identity has changed. You are the type of person who goes to a gym and you enjoy it. Mm-hmm. And it's almost like you start getting upset if something gets in the way and you can't go to the gym, right? Because that's the type of thing that you enjoy and right. you start looking forward to it the most thing, the most in your day. So,
1: yeah. Well, the fun things I used to enjoy when I personal training, the, uh, people who say middle-aged people whoever it was perceive themselves as someone who was not a gym person or a weight room person would avoid even walking into the weight room and then six months later they probably called themselves a gym rat or they probably walked into the weight room and felt like they could just pull their weight had the confidence you yeah. know had no problems walking up to to a big guy or whoever and say hey hey can I work in with you mm-hmm. you know just that confidence just walking in and it's then it's familiar um and so and i think you touched on two big things on that. So one, it's more about behavior, right? Mm-hmm. More than, you know, th- there's plenty of knowledge and we can go on YouTube and find exercises. I think the second compart- part of that is cut down on the overwhelm, right? Starting with one exercise, With with our clients, for instance, we'll write down, you know, usually no more four to six exercises, especially mm-hmm. at the beginning to get them started, maybe even less than that. Just what are the key things to get started? So, for instance, with, let's say with with the older with our older population, a lot of times they have problems standing up out of chairs or they don't stand up out of chairs very well. So, to be, to start with, it might be just working on standing up from a chair and standing up from a chair um, in a way that's done well and thoughtful and then just doing it as many times as you can and then there you go and then you're done for the day or maybe just do that two times a day. And then you begin to feel that after you do that for a week or two or less than that, it gets easier. And then you start noticing that quality in your life where you can stand up from a chair more easily. Well, now I don't want to stop doing this because now I can stand up from a chair more easily. And where that matters in real life, which back to the aesthetics, then when you stand up, let's say out in the community, out at a dinner party, out with your children, you look more spry. You look... Uh, not as, uh, old as, as you may have perceived yourself to have been, or your children are starting to look at you differently or your grandchildren are starting to look at you differently. Um, and so those, those external things help with the motivation and it starts with doing just the one thing. What's the one thing that we can do well and then progress that one thing.
0: Yeah. In addition to that, I think there's also a lot of research that shows that you actually feel better. Um, not necessarily that you feel healthier, but, um, just neurochemically you feel happier. Um, when you, when you, um, lift weights and there's a lot of research that shows that you get smarter. Um, your, Mm -hmm. your, your brain capacities is your, your ability to, to, to just problem solve and do a lot of things is greatly improved by strength training. One thing I will say as well, you will notice that when you learn things after having tried them, your learning is a lot more effective as well. Mm -hmm. Um, and I guess the metaphor I could use here is like, Picture you have a room and your objective, your goal is to memorize exactly how that room is, whether it's the layout or, or, or what types of things are in the room. Um, you want to have a very, very solid understanding of everything in that room. There are two ways to do it. The first way is to let's say the lights are off. You go in there and you start feeling around. And um, you you start developing like a mental image. Um, I know that there's a couch here. I can't walk into this wall because there's a wall here. And I know the space roughly and whatever else. And then you turn the lights on and then all of a sudden it all comes into light. Well, you might say a much easier way to do that is forget going to the room and just have someone take a picture and show it to you. That achieves the same objective a lot faster. The only problem is that's a very brittle understanding Mm -hmm. because if someone shows you the room from a different angle, all of a sudden your knowledge is gone. The Mm -hmm. way I'd liken that to um, weightlifting and and just strength training and anything is um, you learn a lot of things about what you should do, but you've never tried them. So you have this kind of like picture, this mental frame of, of what I should do and why and what effects it has on my body. But as soon as you hear one piece of conflicting information, you're lost all of a sudden. Right. But... If you had gone to the gym and and f- tried different things and felt, you know what, when I use higher rep ranges, when I start lifting um, within within like lifting higher volume at lower weights, I feel this way. When I start lifting too low, too low of reps and higher weights, I feel this way. And whatever. And you have that mental frame of understanding. It's almost as if every piece of learning you do is is tacking on to this branch or, or, or branch of like a tree of knowledge. It's tacking mm-hmm. on as a branch of to a tree of knowledge. And so y- your, your understanding is so much more robust that way. Uh, as opposed to if you just spent your whole time like passively learning, right? Right. So um, everything you hear can just fit into that mental model a lot better if you've actually tried it. And so I recommend just, even if you don't know what to do, figure out one exercise. Learn, just think about one exercise you want to do. Go in there and try it. Try it enough to where you know how you feel during that exercise. And everything you learn from then forward will be dramatically
1: more useful to you and you'll understand it a lot better. Mm -hmm. So let's just get started the implementation, the action, right? Yeah. Um, there's plenty of things to read about exercise and strength training. There's plenty of videos. Uh, knowledge is only power when implemented and implemented consistently over time. And out thought out, right? Um, and so it's going back to the chair, for instance, right? So we, someone wants to work on the one thing that they can do standing up from a chair as many times they can at the beginning. Um, if they need to use their hands on the armrests, then that's fine. If they have to lean quite a bit forward, that's fine. If they have to tuck their feet underneath them a little bit more in order to get the mechanical leverage as a lot of our older clients do, that's fine. Or let's say if, if we're, um, a middle-aged person, uh, we feel that our legs are getting weaker, but we want to do something about it, but we don't want to go in the weight room and do squats and all these things, right? We're afraid of hurting ourselves where it's, in, it's intimidating and all these things. So then it might be just putting a chair back against the wall. And anytime you're doing uh, chair exercises, standing up and sitting down, put the chair against the wall, a nice firm uh, surface, and then slowly lowering yourself down, tap the chair and stand back up. If you're 40, 50 years old, or even 30, you know, who, who knows, right? You do that exercise enough times, your legs are going to get stronger. It's going to make you sore in a good way. And you're, and you're going to get the benefit from the strength training because that lowering yourself down and tapping the chair, tapping the chair with your bottom and then standing back up. That's not that easy to do. Um, even myself, it's, it's, it, it is an effort do that 30 times, you know, you've done something beneficial for yourself tremendously. And it's the important thing here is it's not just the act of the standing up. It's the control to lower yourself as you sit down, tap the chair with your bottom and then stand back up. You can incorporate a power component into it by standing up very fast and then slow and controlled on the way down. So you're activated. You're basically stimulating your nervous system at this point. So even an elite athlete, they might do, um, They could try this, but focus on how quickly they stand up from the chair, because the point is they're training their nervous system to move more quickly to pop. Um, That's important no matter who you are, even if you're a distance athlete, what separates distance athletes from uh, what separates great distance athletes from um, good distance athletes is the amount of power they have in their legs. It's not the amount of you know, VO two max or, or their cardiovascular capacity because the human body can only have so much cardiovascular capacity. It's the amount of pop in their legs that they have, even as distance athletes. And no matter who we are, we can start with the one thing. So if, uh, we're an older person, we're having problems standing up from a chair. Um, we have to press with the armrests. That's fine. Right. We start with that and we progress to being able to stand up from the chair without our hands. Right. That's a huge victory for someone who's older. Um, and then it's also slowly lowering ourselves back down as we go and sit into the chair. It's that lowering contraction that's also important because it's two different types of contractions, the standing up part and the lowering down part, both are very important. And that's why you'll see uh, sometimes people will just kind of fall into the chair or plop into the chair. They don't have that control as they lower themselves down. And again, back to the behavior that, that you're talking about, Anmar, it's the starting with the one thing. Build some consistency with it, some success with it, and feel the difference with it in your daily life. And there's that external motivation because we need that, right? Yeah. It's it's not just the theory of I should do this. It's okay now. I actually have a a real life result right. that drives me to do it. Right? Exactly. Exactly. And one thing I'll say
0: as well is that I think if you're if the goal is. If you have a clear enough goal that you want badly enough, everything else will fall into place. A lot of people will frame this as maybe what's your why? What's your reason behind doing this? But mm-hmm. but here's my take on it. I think if you have a goal that you really want to achieve, like let's say you want to... I mean, personally for me, it was, it was the aesthetics in terms of like, okay, I want to look a certain way. And I really wanted that. Uh, for other people, it might be like, I want to be able to... Um, I want to be able to like play with my kids without experiencing pain, or I want to be able to stand up from this chair without, like without being out of breath or without like whatever the goal is, if you want it badly enough, then I think that that's a really beneficial thing because you won't settle for anything that moves you away from that. And I'll give you an example. Let's say you, things come up in life. And let's say you have the opportunity to miss a workout. If your Mm. goal was to work out a couple of times a week, you could always talk yourself out of it and say, well, you know, I know that was my goal, but I'm going to take it easy today and not do it because well, like I have a lot of things going on or whatever. But if your goal truly is to achieve that end goal that you've decided on, you know, that if I miss that workout today, I will not, I will, I will be a little bit farther away from achieving my goal of the body I wanted, or I'll be a little bit farther away from achieving my goal of the functionality uh, in terms of the functional ability to stand up from a chair properly that I wanted. And you're not going to let yourself get away with that because your goal isn't to say that you've worked out. Your goal is to achieve the results Mm. of working out. Um, So it's almost as if your standards for yourself are higher, higher and you won't let yourself miss a workout because of that. So... I think really think about what are the um, uh, the the results uh, the results that I can achieve and and how badly do I want those results is an important part. And then uh, the final thing I'd say really is that understand that it's attainable for you. Uh, a lot of people will not even get started on the journey because they're like, "That's for fit people. That's right. for the that's for the people who look like they've they come off of the Jersey Shore. Right. That's not for me. I'm not an in shape person. Um, you would be surprised at how much progress you could make, and you would be surprised at the fact that." Everything you know about them is just their highlights. They're showing you um, where they are now, but rarely mm-hmm. do they ever show you how long it took to get there um, or or how much work they put in to get there. And the truth of the matter is that there's no difference between them and you. Right. Um, get started today and you'll be surprised at how quickly you can catch up. Right. And then all of a sudden people will be looking at you and saying, well, we're just different. You started off that way. You look that way. I don't look the same way or I can't be the same way. And so um, really believing that it's attainable, you know, and in, in shorter time than you might think. but. That's an important part of it as
1: well. In three months, it's going to be three months. Anyway, three Mm -hmm. months will pass in three months. So where are you going to be three months from now? As far as, uh, how strong you are, how much, um, how useful you can make, uh, with your body. Because I would say one of the most powerful ways to make more of our body useful, uh, if that makes sense is the strength training. Yeah. And it's, the one thing that can actually change the structure of our body in ways that for instance, cardio like does not, you know, it's strength training. Truly does change the way that our body is shaped and it's incredibly powerful from that standpoint. So I think the main kind of second takeaway from this. So the first being start, um, start with something simple and to start with the one thing. Second part I think you brought up was keep the end in mind. Uh, just always keep the end result in mind. What do you really want? Keep that in mind as opposed to I'm going to go, I'm going to get my workout in today. Right. It's I'm going to continue to work on this. Exactly. Which and that is way, the you know, every you single, want.
0: exactly. Every workout you miss is pulling you that much further away from the goal you really want. Um, and you won't let yourself do that because right. the
1: goal means too much to you. It's fantastic. So two big takeaways. Um, and, uh, also some basic ideas about how to get started with strength training. Um, what else have you learned in your journey as you've, you have been doing this, you've been at this for
0: since November 6th, was right? The
1: first, was the first ever workout. That's awesome. Yeah. Remember it, the first day. Good. Absolutely.
0: Well, I have it all written down and it's really, <laughs> I'd say, you know, that's a big thing too. It's like, Um, A lot of times when we make progress in something, you see yourself every day. You're Mm -hmm. with your thoughts every day. So you don't notice the little changes, the micro changes. But if you write them down, every time you go from work, just write down what you did and how you felt about it. Reading those, just a week in, Mm -hmm. just a month in, six months in, reading those will be very insightful to you. Mm -hmm. Because it will show you, it will will do so much more for you than just improve your body or your health. It will improve, very notably, your self-efficacy. You've... You you had a goal, and you set a plan for it, and you've worked towards it, and you've achieved the result. That gives you a kind of confidence that I'm the type of person who can um, do the things I want to do. Uh, a lot of us feel like it's a good thing to feel in control of your life. It's a good thing to feel like there's something I want to do and I can do it. Um, and and that you know that's an undervalued thing. Where we're uh, strength training as maybe it sounds like it's all about, about about physical kind of improvements, but really it's not. It's so much more than that. Uh, another thing I'd say, and another benefit is that. It teaches you about the flaws in how you think just naturally. Mm-hmm. Our psychology is hilariously wrong. Predictably it's irrational. Re- predictably right? irrational. Yes. Precisely. It's, it's very wrong in very funny ways. Right. Um, when you write down the workout you had and how you felt about it and then reflect on that, let's say a couple months in, you will, it will teach you to not trust your thoughts. If you feel like not doing something or if you feel like a certain way and then you just go against that or whatever, it's a lot of us are trained to kind of act on our impulses and gut and whatever else. But we don't really realize that our gut is wrong a lot of the times. Mm -hmm. And so if you have a record, just some notes about how you felt, but the truth was a little bit different to that. Like I felt like I didn't want to get a workout in, but then I got it in and it was really exciting or I thought this way and now I don't think anyway uh, that same way. Um, it, it'll really improve everything you do in your life going forward because you learn to, you, you have a better decision-making ability, if that makes sense. So there are just untold benefits to that. I I recommend it to everyone. Um, the real, the real key point is just write everything down, start small, start small, pick an exercise, do it. And then as soon as that gets like you, you'll be surprised at how, as soon as the first bit of progress comes in, you'll be surprised at how eager you are to get back in and just continue and do more and more.
1: Yeah. That's another great point. So the I can two takeaways from this incorporating what we're already good at and then incorporating that in with the exercise component. So for instance, if we're someone who is great at logging and keeping track of everything, if we're a CPA or, you know, an attorney or whatever it might be, right. So we're, we're a big data person, right. And we want to record every little thing, incorporate that to your advantage and have it, have that be kind of something that makes that's fun and interesting because you like to do that. Now, if you're not that type of person, you don't like to do that simply starting with recording it from time to time so you can look back and see your progress it doesn't have to be recording what what's going on every day but record where you are at the beginning and then record it again let's say once a month and so then you can see the gains that you're making cuz sometimes what's not motivating is we don't see from day to day the the improvements over time right but then when we look back at the beginning we look at objective information then it's different. Oh, I have made progress. That, really? This is where I was? And now is what I'm doing? I've come a long way and I didn't realize. And the reality is we are basically a top-level executive that can plan and organize and think ahead and be rational on top of a lizard brain. Mm-hmm. And so often the lizard brain actually controls the executive. Right? That's true. So... We need to use strategies sometimes to override the lizard brain, yeah. if, if that makes sense. Yeah. And so that's why we're so predictably irrational. Um, so being able to provide the information about where was I before and where am I now helps us kind of cut through that and provide some more rationality to it, objective information and give us that, that reward. Okay, this is, this is where I'm at. This is where, um, these are the gains I've made. And so there's the motivation to keep going and keep just focusing on the one thing. And then I guess evolve out from that one thing mm-hmm. it, when you're ready, mm-hmm. but don't and feel overwhelmed.
0: That's exactly right. And the, the key thing to note about that is that when you evolve out of that one thing, you will feel ready. So yeah. don't think about it the way you think about it now. So if you think, well, I'm, uh, they're just tricking me into starting off with one exercise and then working out all the time and spending hours at the gym. Believe me, by the time you get to that stage, mm-hmm. I'm going to have to try to like convince you to not work out right. too much. Yeah. you're, you're going to be pushing back against me trying to work out even more. You're going to love it by then. So it's not the same kind of opinions that you have about working out that will carry through your, your opinions will evolve and you will start to love it. And, um, you will turn into the type of person who loves to work out and people are going to be pulling you away from it and, and trying to say that you're spending too much time in the gym, if that makes sense. So, so, um, yeah, it, it's not I know what that's like, so, yes. exactly, exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
1: You're, you're going to start to love it. That's awesome. All right. So some big takeaways say a combination of uh, strength training, uh, psychology, how to get started. Um, and so, um, some great information out of this. So thank you so much, Anmar. Thank mm-hmm. you for sharing with us.
0: My pleasure. Thank you for the invitation. Awesome. Hey everybody. This is the producer Anmar here. If you enjoyed this episode, please leave us a review. If you want to subscribe to the OptiMove podcast, head to www.podcast.optimovedfw.com. That's where you'll find links to subscribe on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Once again, that's www.podcast.optomovedfw.com To learn more about Optimove, our practice, go to www.optimovdfw.com. And lastly, if you're in the Dallas-Fort Worth area, give us a call at 214-712-8242. That's 214-712-8242. Thanks for listening, and we'll catch you in the next episode.